What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 23 of the Bantam Golf Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I had every intention of dropping a podcast uh, last week at some point, but um, life kind of got in the way. We went to Hilton Head and for a few days, played Harbor Town, which I'm going to do a travel pod later this week, probably might uh, drop it next week or this weekend. I don't know. I had to, uh, I had too much to discuss. So when I was making my notes for this podcast, I was like, uh, this might run a little bit over. So I kind of just wanted to play a quick catch up, talk a little bit about the U S open, fill you in on my member guest fiasco. Um, what else? And then I had a match yesterday as well as the travelers just ended. So, uh, a lot, a lot to discuss in the golfing world. I'm not sure how much people are interested in my golf in particular, but, um, my wife won't listen to me, so this is the only place I can talk about it. Just kidding. Terrible, terrible joke, honestly. I need to. My jokes are not very sharp. It's the middle of the day. My son's taking a nap, so this is all the time I have right now. So we're just going we're just gonna get right into it. Uh, like I said, I meant to jump on last week and talk about the U.S. Open. Shout out to Wyndham Clark for winning what is possibly could have been maybe the worst U.S. Open in the history of U.S. Opens. Um I hate to say that. I watched uh, pretty much the whole thing on Sunday, which which was cool. I finished it. I think we were all pulling for Ricky. Uh, I had a little bit of cash on Ricky. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. Uh, he was one of my one of my guys. My Jason Day pick. Psh, nope, complete shit. Cameron Smith. Uh, he was hanging in there for a second, uh, but pretty much didn't go the way that I wanted to. Um, and then some thoughts on it just overall. I thought the course setup was pretty crappy. I thought the energy levels at that place were about an F. Um, it was as bad as it could get. And then no disrespect to Wyndham Clark, but let's say Ricky wins or someone kind of exciting moves up that leaderboard, then yeah, we've got a maybe we have a new classic or something to celebrate, but it just wasn't that interesting, especially when Wyndham Clark hit a terrible drive on 18 and somehow found the fairway. It looked like it was going to be OB, but I don't know. There was just something lacking in this year's US Open, which is a bummer because I was really looking forward to seeing the course, which I thought looked just okay. Like I, you know, normally you'll watch a course on TV and go, Oh man, I've got to play there. Like that just has to be something in somewhere that I need to play. And I didn't get that feeling. Um, I didn't get that feeling from LA country club, which is not to say that if anybody wants to invite me to check it out, I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, it just, it just lacked, something was just lacking and it may have been the lack of fans or fan support there. Uh, the rumor actually it wasn't even a rumor. I think it was confirmed that uh, part of the LACC membership bought half the tickets, I guess, to make it a little bit more personal, I would assume that that would be. And then the rest were sold to sponsors and a few to people that just wanted to go to the U.S. Open. So uh, it was pretty quiet in that place, a lot of low energy, um, just really not that great of a U.S. Open. Uh, the announcing was bad it was just bad overall, you know, and that sucks because it's a major, um, you know, and you want it to be exciting, but, uh, I thought the PGA don't kill 10 times better. The masters obviously 10 times better. And I think we're going to get a really, really good open championship in July. And I'm stoked about that. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Apologies that I'm, I'm a week late talking about, uh, Wyndham's victory. He played great, outplayed everybody, 
Uh, he's going to be a stud. Dude hits at a mile. Um, he's going to be in the mix probably, I, I would think, for the next couple of years in some of these majors, you know, and I don't know what his fan base is like. I mentioned he switched over to Titleist from PXG, which I think was a pretty pretty good call. I'm not the biggest PXG fan in the entire world, and that's mainly because their commercials are so bad. I've got buddies that play them that swear by them, but man, those commercials with Bob Parsons, like, I know the dude is like a billionaire, but like somebody should have just grabbed him and been like, bro, we don't need you speaking in these commercials. I'm sorry. Like you, we just, we don't want to hear you yelling. We don't want to hear you talking about pigs flying. We, we don't need it, you know? Sorry, Bob, take a seat, buddy. Cause we're actually going to hire a legit marketing team to sell these clubs. They just need to, they just need to change their, their overall vibe. I'm sorry. I don't know how I digressed into a PXG, um, deal here. And if you play them, I'm sorry. It's not that they're bad clubs. It's just, I just hate their marketing. So keep playing them. I'm sure you're playing well with them. Good luck to you anyway. So, uh, yep. Again, congrats, Wyndham Clark. We'll move on from the, uh, LACC debacle that happened last week and talk about the member guest debacle that also happened about a week and a half ago. I got to tell you guys, I was so stoked about playing in this member guest with my buddy Will, who we've known each other since we were in like pre-K, we it was a great time. I had a blast. Overall, it was so fun. We had stuff Wednesday night, Thursday night. I think Friday was open. Saturday night, it was it was a blast, right? But I got to tell you guys what happened. So Wednesday night, they had like a little Calcutta type deal where you could go buy your team, and we put a little bit of money on our team, a little bit of money on some other teams, and uh, and they. I guess there were odds, so it wasn't technically like a true Calcutta. It was I'm blanking out on the word which it was, but we both put up 500 bucks um, on ourselves, so a thousand total. And maybe I shouldn't be talking about that in case uh, someone's listening that shouldn't. And I won't name the location of this course in case the government is listening or the tax man is listening. Um, but anyway, so we put some money on ourselves. Apparently, a bunch of other people did too because if we were to win our flight, the odds were like one and a half to one or something, which, which would not be that good. But that was kind of a blast to see that go down. We don't have a lot of that at the club I play at. So that was kind of fun, but there was a lot of pressure there. We played Thursday. We won both of our matches on Thursday, um, scored some points. We were in the lead, uh, feeling pretty good about ourselves, right? We were. And we, I mean, we both played great. We played a practice round Wednesday. I was hitting the ball better than I've ever hit the ball. My partner who I play with will crushing the ball, man. We looked, we looked unstoppable. Felt pretty good about it too, which is why that uh, high high dollar number kind of came into play. Anyway, moving on. On Thursday, we play our like I said, we play our first rounds. I may have gotten that wrong a second ago, but Thursday we play our first rounds. We play two. We we're leading the flight. I think we have like thirteen or fourteen points or something. We're like two up on the next team, and we're playing the guys in second the next day. Well, this dude, let me tell you. There's a lot of backstory with this guy, and just bear with me here. He's a he's a dude I met. Uh, works in the music industry. Um, met him probably like, God, maybe five or six years ago, and we hit it off. Nice enough, dude. Uh, you know, uh, he he became a friend, and he begged me, and I'm not making this up. He like literally begged me. He said, "Man, can I really want to play in the member guest at your club?" And this is in 2019, right? And so I said, okay, dude, like, 
yeah, okay, let me see what I can do. So I hadn't played in it at this point. I've been a member since 2012, 2013. And so I said, okay, I'll throw my name in the hat. We get waitlisted. He's like, man, I've got to play in this. I really want to play. He said, and he worked at somewhere that could get great seats to shows. And he says, hey, tell the guy that's running it that I'll get him tickets to anything if he gets us in. So jokingly, I, I tell this guy, and he's like, well, we'll see. You guys are on the wait list. Sure enough, we somehow get in. Uh, we're the last people in from the wait list because we were up whatever. Well, long story short, we end up winning the thing. And it was a bit of a mess, right? Like, it was a whole day of being like, dude, like, get out of the, get off your phone and come hit the ball. There was just a ton of that because it was a music industry guy. And no disrespect to music industry guys, but they are on their phones nonstop. And it's like, oh, bro, I got a show tonight. And I'm like, I don't give a shit, dude. You wanted to play in this thing, get out of the effing cart and go hit your putt. And so it was just like two full days of this back and forth. And I think we were getting sick of each other because I was like constantly like, it was like babysitting. Like, come on, bro. Like stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. Anyway, we ended up winning it in 2019, which is insane because we thought we had lost three separate times. I packed my stuff up. I told him goodbye. And somebody was like, oh no, you guys won your flight. And I'm like, wait, what? Are you sure about that? So then we had to put our stuff back on a cart, go out there, thought we lost the first section of the uh, shootout. So we said goodbye again. And, and then somebody's like, no, you guys advanced. Right. And then thought we lost one more time. And they were like, nope, you guys have to go play 18, which is the hardest hole at the club I belong to. Um, longest, hardest freaking par four in the world. And, uh, anyway, we ended up playing it five or six times and won. So we have this history, right? And I'm, that story took a little bit longer than it probably should have, but I'm just setting it up, right? So the next year, this dude, I called, I just had a feeling he was going to bail. And you, and you know those types of buddies, like where you're like, I just, I know we have plans, but they're just, they're going to cancel at the last minute, right? So anyway, so I call him, I think it was two weeks, Sunday. I remember I'm like, I called him and I'm like, you're in, right, dude? I'm just, I'm just making sure. Oh yeah, man, I wouldn't miss it for the world, right? Wouldn't miss it for the world. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, the week of the Sunday before it's supposed to start on Thursday, I call him and I'm like, hey dude, just checking to make sure you're in. And he's like, oh, 100%, can't wait, man. We got to defend our title. This is blah, blah, blah. This is huge. You know, all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, nothing to worry about. He knows what's up. Calls me an hour before we tee off for the practice round that Wednesday. And he's like, hey man, I'm so sorry. I've got a bail. I've got a medical situation. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, where in the world did this come from? So I won't tell you what it, what it was. It's kind of gross. But Bale's an hour ahead of time. Uh, and he I don't even think he told me at that, at that point what it was. Maybe he was embarrassed. So that's on me for being a shitty friend about it. But I, needless to say, I was pissed. So I called my buddy Will. And Will and I ended up playing. And we played in it the last, like, three years, which has been great. So this guy, back to this year's member guest at Will's Club, um, that Wednesday, he and his brother are in the flight, uh, in, in our same flight. And what happened before that, that Wednesday, they called the club and, and really wanted to play with us uh, in our practice round. So he switched with somebody, which is fine, didn't care, didn't mind, hadn't hung out with this guy in like three or four years. He, um, <laughs> There's more baggage there too, but I won't go into all that. So anyway, so we played with them on Wednesday we had a fine time. It was great. 
thir- or Thursday, we're leading by two or three points, whatever. So, so Friday is the match that we play them in the afternoon. Well, he had apparently spent all Thursday uh, afternoon at the, uh, I guess at the tap room at this club, just talking all kinds of crazy shit, just like nonstop. He sat down with my partner. I had to, I actually ended up going to work to, to just, you know, whatever. I ended up going to work that afternoon so I could just show my face. So, um, and, and get some work done because I'm a dedicated employee anyway. So he just sat at a table with my partner and just talked shit about me, talked shit about him, said he was going to get in our heads and our faces and all this other fucking bullshit. Excuse my language, Ryan, if you're listening and your kids are listening, I'm very sorry. Um, anyway, so, uh, and my partner calls me, he's like, dude, this is exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. So the next day we play each other and, uh, and I'm like, whatever, like it's golf. I used to care a whole lot, like way too much. But at this point I just kind of like, let it go. Like whatever, if I hit a bad shot, if I lose a match, let's just move on. Well, he spent the entire day just being a complete jerk. He kept touching my partner, which sounds super strange when I say it out loud, but my partner's like, hey, dude, like, do you mind not touching me? And he just kept trying to give him hugs and rubbing his shoulders and just, and then, you know, and then he'd just say that annoying stuff where like, you know, your ball's headed straight left. And he's like, mm, it's probably going to be out without even like realizing where it's going to be down. So he was playing head games with my partner. My partner gets a little fired up, throws a few clubs, breaks a club on a tree, and we end up losing the match. It was, we both played not to our capability. So it wasn't one person's fault or the other, but we ended up losing the match, uh, I think by two and a guy comes over and he's like, tries to give my partner a hug. And, and my buddy's like, dude, back off, tries again. He's like, please back off, tries again. And then, uh, pretty sure that if had I not said something and had this guy's brother not kind of grabbed him that, uh, my partner who played baseball in college and is a big dude would have probably hit him in the face so hard that it might've snapped his neck. So it was a little heated. We ended up, uh, losing that match. And then I think we, did we split them? I can't remember, but we weren't in a good headspace after that match and ended up, um, placing third in our flight. It pretty much ruined the day and almost ruined the tournament for us, which was such a bummer. But one of my buddies ended up winning. Um, and that was cool to see. So, uh, it was, it it was a, I had a blast. I had so much fun at, at the member guest. There was a party on Saturday night with a live band, sushi, steak, all, I mean, so much food, all the high noons that you could possibly have. Uh, which was absolutely awesome. So it was a great member guest experience. Hopefully I get, I get invited back. I was uh, emotionally drained after that match with this dude. So we didn't play well that afternoon and then we didn't play well the next day. Uh, and this guy even like came up to me the next day and was like, Hey, I really, or actually he sent his brother and his brother's like, Hey, he wants to talk to you. He's sitting at a table in the tap room. And I'm like, I don't have anything to say, you know? I didn't have anything to say. I really didn't. I'm like, I don't, he didn't do anything to me. I wasn't, but I'm like, he definitely needs to apologize to my partner for being just such a jerk, man. And I guess it's gamesmanship if you want to call it that, but it was just too much, you know? And some people just don't know how to quit. And, uh, there's really no moral of the story. It's just, it was just a shitty situation. And, uh, 
And but like I said, the high note was that my buddy, my other friend, won the member guest, and then uh, and the parties were great. Food was good. Uh, high, again, high noons were flowing. I'm trying not to drink as much beer. Um, so the high noons and tequila were definitely flowing. And I'm looking forward to hopefully playing in it next year. And hopefully we can get in our member guest next year. Anyway, so moving on, that's the member guest update. This is probably going on uh, longer than I anticipated as well. So if you've listened to this point, thank you so much. Uh, it's not over yet. We're going to talk about one more thing. Um, so I had another, I had a match yesterday afternoon, right? Our club does a year long, um, year long tournament. Uh, they have two, they've got, you know, one single and then one, uh, partner match play situation that I spoke about about a month ago where we got absolutely boat raced and lost on the, I think 11th or 12th hole where my partner just, uh, mailed it in before we even started. So, but yesterday I played what was supposed to be my second single match play event. The first one, the guy bailed day of too much work. I mean, come on, bro. Like get your priorities in line, right? Golf should probably come first, even though you're running a massive healthcare company. Um, that's a joke, by the way, it's family job, then golf, right? Is, should that, I don't know, maybe anyway, moving on. So anyway, so that got forfeited. So we had to wait to play my second match and, um, and I played yesterday. And I actually won, which was awesome because I get my nerves and these things just get absolute. When it's me solo, they just get, uh, they can get a, I can get a little wound up, right? So we had a situation. And this dude, super nice. We played before. We actually played in uh, the flighted club championship against each other to, uh, f- uh, for the champion, whatever. Um, I think like two years ago, maybe. And, and he beat me and he had like the best He had one of the best days I've ever seen anybody have on the golf course. He literally striped every single shot. He was putting for birdie on every single hole. He closed me out on like 12 or 13 too. So it wasn't that much fun of a day and it was raining and I wasn't hitting the ball well. So it was bad, but we play yesterday and we, we both slice our tee shots on one. So I was like, Oh, it's going to be this kind of day for me. And he's a, he's a competitor, right? He's a very fired up, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just, he's a competitor and he's, um, a few years older than me. I'm in, I'm what, 42. So he's probably mid fifties, but he hits the ball a mile. Great dude. Um, I get up on him or actually he gets up on me on the second hole. I come back on the third or fourth. Um, and then I get up, I think I'm up two, heading into eight. Uh, one thing that he did, which was hilarious is I had like a, um, probably like a two foot, maybe a foot and a half. Like it was a short putt on hole three. And since it was for the win, he made me putt it and that was fine. He probably shouldn't have, but I remembered, right. You know, cause those are those things in match play where you're like, Oh, you know, he normally anybody would give that to you, but it's head games again. So on hole five, we, uh, I mean, excuse me, hole six is a par three. It was about, there's water. Let me describe this hole. Um, there's water on the left. There's a Creek right in front of the green. There's two traps on the right. There is, if you hit it, there's a, uh, you've got the cart path with a little bridge, um, to the right of the hole. So basically you have to be perfect on this hole. And it is a dreaded hole for me in any tournament that I play at, at this club. I always screw it up. 
every single time. Uh, and I don't know what it is. I need to go out there with like a bucket of balls and just just clear my, my head and just hit it on the green a thousand times and just, you know, just exercise the demons, so to speak. So anyway, um, so yesterday on hole six, I think it's like the pins in the back. So it's playing like 170 something. I, I hit my shot and it hits, uh, crosses this red stake, hits the bridge, kicks straight right out of bounds, but it's red stake. So he hits his shot, I believe on the right side too, but it stays up, doesn't hit the card path like mine. It's red stake. So I go back from where I guess where it crossed on that line and I play it and I explain it to him and he's like, okay, okay, that's fine. That makes sense. Right. So I end up getting a double bogey, um, hit it on the green two putt, whatever. Uh, but he has a, he has like a two foot putt for four. Um, cause he had hit his chip shot over the green and somehow it stayed up. It should have rolled in the water, but it didn't. Um, so he has a, he has about a two foot putt for four and I'm like, I'm going to have to see that one. Just kind of messing with him because he did that to me on three. He misses it. So we tie the hole with the double. Insane stuff, right? So we move on. He's kind of pissed. And I'm like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I thought you were going to make it. You've been putting lights out so far. So I didn't think any issue, whatever. And he said, no, 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 don't worry about it. Like, it's golf. It's not a big deal. He had a smile on his face. We play the rest of the holes. And we get to, there's a short par five on, um, on this course that's number 15. And, uh, you have, you kind of have to hit like a 200 yard shot sort of at the bottom of this little hill. And then you've got about 70 yards in from there and there's trees on the right. Like if, you know, long hitters can go for it, go over the trees, whatever. So I hit, I hit it up on top of this hill. I take my three wood and hit just like a beautiful 220 yard shot right on the top of it's I mean it's perfect he hits an iron right into the hill so he's got a little bit of an upslope uh he misses this shot hits it straight over the green into these woods that's basically out of bounds um some people can get lucky and find it and you can maybe try to play it out there but it's red staked it's out of bounds so he hits a provisional he says I'm gonna hit a provisional if I can't find that and we're like great so that's fine he goes up to try to find his ball. He doesn't locate it, locate it. Um, and my dad's playing with me at this point because I, you know, the club likes to get people out and I thought he was bringing his buddy to play with us. So my dad's playing with us and we both explain the rule. We're like, okay, you can go back to where you hit it from, which would have been the provisional, or you can drop it by the red stake, but the red stake is so far, the red line is so far back in the woods that you really can't play it. There's nowhere to stand because it's like a cliff. It just kind of like drops off and there's woods there. So it would have been dumber. Well, he freaks out. Right. And so he's basically thinking that we're making these rules up as we go along. Um, he's getting super heated. It's already a hundred degrees outside. I'm exhausted. I think I'm up. I was up three holes at this point and or no, I was up two holes at this point. This one would give me a three hole lead. So, um, he's getting mad. He doesn't understand what we're trying to explain to him and why when I played it on hole six, it was different than his because the red line was in a different spot. 
and it was it was a nightmare scenario and i was getting fired up and i started like being like dude you're not listening like you're not listening to me what like just listen like let me explain this to you but he wasn't getting it so we had to call the clubhouse clubhouse explained it perfectly um but he also was then trying to say that hole six, which we'd already played and he didn't have any issues with that. We, I had taken an illegal drop, um, because he didn't understand. So I had to, so it, it was just, it was an absolute mess, but he, it took about 15 to 20 minutes to sort of sort out, which is way too long. I had to call the clubhouse clubhouse had to explain his position on 15, my position on six and why these were the right calls. And these calls come up in golf all the time. I've looked them up thousands of times, right? Red line. Um, we had a sprinkler head uh, issue earlier. I mean, that I know, I would say I'm probably going to be right on these calls 98% of the time, just because I play so much golf and it comes up all the time. But all that to say he was, I don't know. I think he was just feeling, and he's a really, really nice guy. And this is, I'm not just telling the story just to like get on here and, you know, trash him or, or talk poorly of him, but I'm just telling it because it. I just thought it was fascinating. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know the rules of golf and red lines, white lines, what you do. And when these things come up, it's, it, it, it's a big deal, especially if you're playing in a match or you're playing in a tournament or whatever it is, you need to know the rules. And it's worth maybe just YouTubing basic golf rules and, making some notes and writing them down and that kind of thing. Uh, because these issues will keep coming up, I'm sure, in your rounds and my rounds and whoever else's rounds. But I ended up um, on the next hole. It was another friggin' par three that I've had trouble with. But I put the ball on the green. Um, he put it over. And somehow, and I got to tell you guys something. I have the, I don't get... And, and maybe this is just a mindset thing, but I never get the good breaks, right? Like, like that shot on, uh, six probably should have just hit in the rough and stopped. But instead I just, it landed weirdly onto the cart path. It, it was a mess, but this whole, uh, hit it off the toe, had about a 15 foot putt for birdie. He hits it over the frigging green and it's like kind of shaved back there. Um, and it, it nine out of 10 times, 99 out of a hundred times, actually, it probably rolls down there and rolls into the water behind the green. Well, of course his hung up somehow and he hits this amazing chip, like golly, like almost went in. He almost birdied the hole and I shorted my putt, didn't get it to the hole. And then I had about a four footer for par and the friggin' ball goes in. Like I played the break breaking to the left it goes in and then freaking jumps out of the hole and i was like you've got to be kidding me i didn't make one putt all day which is fine anyway i closed him out on 17 but it was just awkward it was an awkward way to end a match and now um i guess i'm moving on which is fine i don't win a lot of matches but man my knees were shaking uh on 17 because i was like oh. first off it was hot and i ran before i actually played which was probably a terrible decision but um anyway so that was that. That was the latest uh, sort of news on, because I'm sure everybody was just dying to know what I did at the member guest and then uh, dying to know my thoughts on the U.S. Open. And then, you know, the Travelers was this weekend. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch a single second of it. 
I really didn't. I wish I did. I had every intention to, but it just seemed like these guys, everything was under control. Keegan Bradley was what, 26 under all these other guys were 2018. I mean, it was a mess. This is the first tournament that I, on DraftKings, I played 40 lineups. I didn't have a single one, have uh, six guys make it to the weekend, which so I meant zero dollars, which is kind of upsetting because I follow this stuff so closely and I spend a lot of time kind of making these lineups. But uh yeah, it wasn't a good weekend for uh my fantasy lineups, but it was a good weekend for my overall golf game. And I'll be back. Like I said, we're gonna have a travel episode here shortly um about my trip to Harbor Town and what I did, and you can follow along. Um I think this is this is my what, my second travel episode. Uh yeah, I'm going to take some more trips. You know, I took my wife and son with me on this one and it worked out great. So, uh, I think, I think we're going to do that. Might actually start videotaping some stuff. Um, especially on these, uh, on these trips. Right. I mean, I think people want to know what's going on. So we'll get on that. That should come either later this week or this weekend, or maybe even next week, just so we can drip it out. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you actually did listen. I hope you made it this far because uh, I know a lot of people don't care about my golf game as much as some of the other stuff. But I do, I do find it interesting. We have so many podcasts that talk about pros and what's going on in the pro game that I really like. I like talking to amateurs about golf, right? I mean, it'd be I like hearing about other people's golf game. If somebody wants to sit me down and yeah, and tell me about their matches and that kind of thing, I love hearing about that stuff. Uh, maybe not hole by hole. <laughs> but I ignore, you know, like I said, I love, I always enjoy talking about golf. Obviously, or I wouldn't be sitting here for 30 minutes talking to myself into this microphone. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a good week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.